0: Women have a unique role in creation. Women are the nurturers, the birth givers, the more spiritual of the genders. And Torah teaches that women have a special status. Join Lipska for the next hour as she expounds the Torah wisdom specific to women. Only on 101.9 High FM. And a good Shabbos. So good to be back on Chai FM. So good to be able to share thoughts, stories, inspiration. And of course, when you have to prepare something, you get inspired as well. Such an important lesson, such an important time where we need to be reaching out to one another to share goodness, good news, uplifting Torah thoughts, to strengthen each other and, of course, thereby to strengthen our brethren in the Holy Land and throughout the world. And, obviously, the spin-off is to strengthen the balance of all of creation. It's fascinating that although the first letter of the Aleph Beis, the Aleph Bet is an Aleph, the Holy Torah that God gave us his precious gift Torah meaning guide it's not a history book it's not a book of laws only there are those aspects as well there's no question but Torah primarily is a guide Torah Chayim a guide for life Torah Emet it's a guide to truth and it is Torah Or a guide to light and we certainly need Those balancing factors in today's times, we always need them, but we need it universally today to be able to see truth with light and to bring about life, Chaim, for all of creation. So this Holy Torah, God's princess, God's gift, does not begin with the letter Aleph, but with the letter or bet, breishit bara elokim. What is this letter bet, that it was chosen to begin God's Torah, God's guidance, God's wisdom? Well, if you look at the word bet, and you spell it out, it spells bet yud taf. Bet yud taf. That's ba'it. That's a home ah that's actually the secret why did god create the world god desired it says in the medrash in tanchoma a dwelling place down here in the lower in the nether worlds in a world unlike the world of angels where he is revealed and revered because it's like being in the throne room of the king down here there's an illusion We think this is the world. We might think that this is all that there is. There's day and night, there's light and dark. We have seas, we have a sky. We have trees and vegetation and oceans and planets and animals and rodents and insects and people. All of that did not exist before God created the world. And God desired a dwelling place in a place where he is not seen or readily seen. And God entrusted us with the great, great mission, individually and collectively as a nation, to reveal his presence in the world. Now, what's the world? The world is made up of all the things mentioned and then all the things built in order to house, in order to nurture people, their families. We have the structure of cities. We have buildings, for example. But the building that's called by it, a home, is the most significant building that people build, a home, a family. Now, Torah, which begins with a bays or a Bet, sends out the message from the beginning that it's not about I, it's not about me, it's about us. It's about togetherness, it's about care, it's about love. What is the central prayer? that we as Jews call out, that you hear ringing from all sides of the world, and particularly from our soldiers, from our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael, telling us spine-chilling stories of how Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, brought salvation to them. Shema, internalize, Yisrael, O Israel, God is our God, God is one. And then we come to the second piece, Ve'ahavta, because God is the master, the creator, the director of all of creation, Ve'ahavta, and you shall love. God is Love. And we must emulate him. In fact, the word echad is numerically thirteen. And if you count the words from shma to ve'ahafta, it's thirteen. Together, thirteen adds up to the word Ahava. Ahava, love, is 13. God is one, God is love, and you shall love. God, creator of heaven and world, of heaven and earth, created this world with love, with his essence. Before God created the world, there was nothing. God is one. Everything in the world is a manifestation of God, and our response must be one of love, of care, of togetherness, two not one bet bet is two and where must this love express itself you shall love the Lord your God and how in the world do we love God where is God and how do we love him interesting fascinating and doable we'll be right back after this you're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. Anna Mashi Lipsker, back with you talking about what was God's purpose in creating the world, as it's hinted in the very first letter of the Torah, the Beit, because Beit is two. It's not about me on my own. It's about us. And the central prayer of the Jews is Shema Yisrael, Hashem Echad. Echad, numerically, Gematria is 13. Ahava, love is also 13. God is love. And then he says to us, and you shall love the Lord your God. But our Hasidic masters tell us it's not just a command, but it's a promise. You will love the Lord your God if you follow what it says in the Shema. The Shema speaks about transmitting these values and teachings to your children, biological children and spiritual children, your students, or anyone whom you can reach. When you do that, you will love God. When your Mizuzot are on your doorposts and they are kosher, you will love God. When tefillin is put on, kosher tefillin, with the right bracha, you will love God. It's amazing. It's like, take this vitamin. It's a spiritual vitamin and you will be spiritually sensitized. I want to share a story that I've shared before. Before my husband and I got married, we were privileged to have a private audience with the Lubavitcher Rebbe of Righteous Memory. And I asked for a blessing to have a warm home. The woman makes the home. I realized that. But the daunting responsibility of creating a warm home seemed beyond me. And the Rebbe smiled. He stopped and he said, In Yiddish, And what you write about having a warm home Zet sumachem varem bayenem, see to make it warm for the other. Vet bemele euch varem ba and it will inevitably also be warm for you. Via State as it is written, ki mitzvah v'torah oyer. A mitzvah is a candle, and Torah is light. Incredible answer with so many parts, but it's about the other. See, to make it warm for the other, and that's no mean feat. We are born vulnerable. We are born weak. We are born selfish. It's about me, and our life's journey is to see the other. See, to make it warm for the other, means you've got to first see the other, who is the other, Where do they come from? What are their needs? And how do we make it warm for them? It's not about me, but ultimately, I'm the one who gets filled up the most. Who is the other? The other is my spouse, my parent, my sibling, my child, someone I work with. See the other. Make it warm for the other. But ultimately we must know that the major other is Hashem. We're put into this world to make it warm for Hashem. And the biggest way to make it warm for a father is by being kind to his children. So it's doable. How would you reach Hashem? Where is Hashem? Hashem is right here. He's in the mitzvah. He's in the coin that you give to tzedakah, give away of your hard-earned money that could become anything for you, and you give it to another. It is about saying a psalm for someone else, making it warm for the other, just about saying a psalm which strengthens all of us. Every mitzvah that we do strengthens the world and creates an incredible bond between us and Hashem. When Hashem gave the Torah at Sinai, He spoke first to the women. And the women are called the home. mar Yaakov. Koto mar levet Yaakov. Hashem said to Moshe, go and speak to Bet Yaakov. Eilu Hanashim. The women. Because if the women accept the Torah, if the women love the Torah, so will their homes be built and infused with holiness and with the mission. And the mission is to bit, to join heaven and earth, to join physical and spiritual, to connect with others, to connect with Hashem. And the original home, the original Jewish home, was the home of Sarah Imenu, our matriarch Sarah. And the home of Sarah Imenu was permeated with the essence of Avraham and Sarah, and that was chesed, kindness, love, giving, acceptance, nurturance, and home. Home means a place to bring the family in. When a young couple gets married, they build a bayit, a bayit ne'aman bi Yisrael, a home, a family. Sarah was the first. Let's look at her home, her tent. She had three manifestations that her home was a success. She must have been doing something right. Our sages tell us, Throughout her life, there was kashur al ha'ohel. There was a cloud that was tied to her tent. You could see this incredible cloud over and on her tent. What was that? That symbolized the presence of Hashem. But why a cloud? We'll talk about that in a moment. What did she do to merit it? What did she do to bring the cloud? We'll talk about that in a moment. Then there was another incredible manifestation of something incredibly spiritual, unusual, that wasn't found in other tents. There was a blessing in her dough, in her bread. There was something amazing. It was always fresh. And whoever ate a little bit felt so sustained and full and spiritually sensitized. And in addition, there was a phenomenal miracle that all could see. There was always a candle burning in her tent. She lit it in honor of Shabbos, and it never went out until the next week on Friday afternoon when it was time to relight or to light Shabbos candles. A blessing in her dough, illumination in her tent, a cloud over her tent. We're going to speak about the three mitzvot that our matriarch Sarah dedicated her to herself to and that every Jewish woman up until this day is blessed to dedicate themselves to and bring infinite blessing into their homes and throughout the world. Especially today, when we are at war, we're clearly seeing how what's done in one place strengthens all of us internationally. We see that the physical things we do, a psalm of Tehillim, a prayer, a coin in tzedakah, lighting Shabbos candles, putting on tefillin. These are physical things, a candle, a coin, a leather strap, woolen fringes. But somehow, using the physical, using earth, to manifest spiritual combine heaven and earth we're seeing it today more than ever before each one of us is a body and a soul god combined a piece of heaven and a piece of earth our soul is from the loftiest place our body is from the most physical together they have a mission the mission is to make this world the physical a home For Hashem who is the ultimate, the ultimate in holiness, we don't even have a word to use, our creator, who is, was, will be the king and the owner of all of the universe. When we do something spiritual, we strengthen the physical because everything, the source of everything is spiritual. And when we use something physical for a spiritual purpose, we reveal the power of the infinite creator inside our homes and wherever we go, wherever we do that mitzvah. We're physical, we're spiritual, and you could argue, I'm so weak, I'm so vulnerable, I'm so susceptible. We are, but we can make ourselves strong, resilient, And we can be defended against all of those tendencies. Reminds me of a story that Ruth Rabinovitz once told me. It was about a little boy, an Indian, American Indian child, who had two little baby wolves. And he came to his grandfather, who was the big chief. Grandfather, he said, can you tell which one will grow up to be the bigger one? And the grandfather said, the one that you feed. We each have two sides to feed. God forbid we feed the physical only, we will remain susceptible, vulnerable, susceptible to fear, susceptible to to our own inclinations, to our own, God forbid, destructive behavior. But if we feed the soul with mitzvahs, amazing things happen. We become strong. We nurture the soul. The soul shines. We become sensitive to spirituality. We become filled with joy. We become filled with power. And more than that, our mitzvah, wherever we might be, actually strengthens everyone, all of the good people, every other Jew, our brothers and sisters fighting wherever they might be fighting, whether they're fighting a physical war or a spiritual war. Because despite not seeing Hashem, Hashem is here. Hashem is everywhere. Hashem is constantly recreating the world. Physical manifestation of spiritual the world seems to run on its own but when we search we see that it is a spiritual source that the world comes from. Although we see the physical we're in touch with the physical everybody agrees there's much more than what we see. I've got a heart I've got a mind I don't see my neshama but my neshama is an actual part of God above we all know there are things we can't explain the mind is limited the greatest Chochem the biggest philosopher cannot explain certain things this morning someone sent me an incredible story a miracle story a story that no doubt happened because of your prayers because of your chesed because People, good people, are not stopping to do extra goodness and kindness, extra mitzvahs. And it's a story about a commander who came back from Gaza, and you might have seen it, and he came into the situation room where many commanders were sitting to plan the next move. And as he walked in, he saw their faces were white and they were totally tense and they were like touching their heads and, and you could see something was happening. And he said to them, what's going on? And he said, look, do you see that? The drone is showing us that three of the big tanks that are in Gaza have gone up in flames, have been attacked. Every tank carries 12 soldiers. How are we going to tell 36 families? God forbid. Oh, they didn't know where to put themselves, what to do first. And then the phone rang. And it was a soldier. And one of the commanders, the one who took the phone, said, what are you, where are you? What are you doing? He knew that that soldier had been in the first tank. And the soldier said, I have to tell you a miracle that just happened. As we were rolling in, our tank jammed. We were sitting ducks. We jumped out of the tank. The tank behind us saw that we jumped out and realized there was something going on, so they jumped out. And the tank behind them jumped out, and everybody took cover. And as we took cover, the three of them were hit. Hashem. Hashem yilachem lachem ve'atem tacharishun. God is fighting for us. How do we bring God into the world through our mitzvahs? God has commanded us to do mitzvahs, and every mitzvah means command, but it also means connection. He's waiting for us. He's waiting for us to do an action, because this world is called olam ha'asiyah, although an action, a coin, a candle may seem very, very mundane because it is a mitzvah from the Torah. We bring God in. He's here, but we reveal him. We're doing what he created us to do, and that is to use the physical to make a home for him. So as much as We understand that physically, grenades and weapons and tanks and guns can be destructive. They can only be destructive if God wants them to be destructive. And we create a desire in Hashem to be with us. We just need to call Him. And we call Him through a mitzvah. We might think it's a small mitzvah. Never, never can we estimate the size of a mitzvah. Because every mitzvah was created by Hashem and it's His will and wisdom. When we connect to Hashem's mitzvahs, we connect to infinity. Whether it's tzitzit, tfilin, shabbat, Tfilah, prayer, Shema Israel, Kashrut, kosher, tzedakah. There are so many mitzvahs to honor our parents, to bring peace between husband and wife, to bring peace between man and your fellow man. Mundane, seemingly mundane mitzvahs. They create a kesher, an incredible connection, and on that connection comes blessings. We have tools and these tools are weapons when they need to be tools for protection tools for joy tools for upliftment we are indeed blessed you're listening to conversations with mashi only on 101.9 high fm i'm mashi lipsker thrilled to be back with you and we're talking nurturing our souls how do you bring joy, security, a sense of well-being to the entire person? It is actually by nurturing the soul. Just as the right foods make us feel strong physically, make our hair shine, make our eyes shine, make our skin shine, make our muscles strong, there are vitamins for the soul to grow our sense of security our sense of purpose, our sense of joy, and to make us bigger, to make us bigger than we think we can be. Mitzvahs nurture the soul. And we want to be healthy, alive, strong, able to function. We've got to address that as much as we have a body, a mind, a heart, we are an neshama, that precedes and succeeds everything else. And we're reading, we're studying in the Torah portions about our matriarchs and patriarchs. What do parents do? Parents create a home. Parents teach children. And the things that our parents did, our matriarchs, our patriarchs, are called ma'ase avot, what the parents did. And our sages say, what our parents did is a teaching for the children. But our sages also say, it's not just Simon the Banim, but it's Nitinat Koach. It not only teaches us, but it empowers us. They blaze the trail. They trod the path, and we follow, and we succeed. So let's talk about the cloud, the cloud that was tied to her tent. That cloud, the candle, the dough, represent the three beautiful mitzvot that have been entrusted into the hands of the Jewish woman. When Hashem gave us a Torah at Sinai, he turned to the women first. And when he gives us these three mitzvahs, this is to establish a joyous, successful, protected Jewish home. So what's the cloud? The cloud is actually symbolic of the mikveh. A cloud has moisture, water, and the mikveh and keeping the laws of mikveh bring vitality into the relationship contribute to healthy relationships, healthy children spiritually, practically they also contribute, they cause the Shechina God's presence to come dwell in that home, the entire home, not just between the husband and wife but it is a source of incredible, incredible Holiness. Now what's holiness? Holiness is goodness. And it's called, the mitzvah is called Tarata Mishpacha. It creates a pure Jewish family. It is a mitzvah that is entrusted to the woman. It is a mitzvah that brings joy, not only to individual families, but extends to all generations. What about the blessing in her dough? That's symbolic of the food that we eat. That is symbolic of kosher, of being careful with what we put into our mouths. The incredible thing is that that mitzvah is lahaniach bracha el toch It actually, the prophet tells us that it's to bring blessing into our home. People need to eat. People need body and soul to stay together. But when it's the right food, the prophet Yechezkel talks about the mitzvah of challah, but it is referring to the right food, el to bring blessing into your home. Now the bays, the bet that the Torah begins with, also symbolizes blessing. Hashem wants to bless his world. He wants to bless his world with synthesis and peace. And it's up to us to make the right vessels for all of this to happen. In Sarah's home, there was a candle that burned from Erev Shabbos to Erev Shabbos. What is this candle? Well, it was to bring Shabbos in. But the word candle or candle is symbolic of much, much more. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. You're listening to Conversations with Meshi only on 101.9 High FM. And we're talking about the three mitzvahs of the woman. We spoke about the cloud that was tied to Sarah's tent, symbolizing the Laws of Family Purity and Immersion in the Mikveh. We spoke about the blessing found in her dough, symbolizing kashrut, eating the kind of food that is suitable for a Jewish soul and a Jewish body, maximum physical and spiritual health, through using the right fuel. We wouldn't use the wrong fuel in our car, in our lawnmower, certainly not in our most precious commodity through which we do everything else, and that's the gift of our body, which houses our soul. But then there is a mitzvah, an incredible, revealed, miraculous mitzvah, which includes all the mitzvahs, and that is the mitzvah of Shabbos candles. King Solomon says, near Hashem Nishmat Adam, the soul of man is God's candle. That's us. We are in this world to bring light. Sarah's candle burnt from Shabbos to Shabbos, symbolizing that we are to be a light unto the nations our example of the way we live personally, out in the world, everything needs to reflect the mission of Bays, of two. I'm a representative of God. We are in a partnership together. And the candle is an amazing reminder. Shabbos is a concept of everything we strive for, and it's a symbol of all the mitzvahs. Shabbos represents Hashem in the world, Hashem as creator. In addition to that, when Mashiach comes, there will be Shabbos, an extended Shabbos. But if we look at the word Ne'er Candle, it adds up to 250 so how does candle represent all the mitzvahs? Well, near mitzvah. Every mitzvah is a candle. Every time we do a mitzvah, it illuminates us and the world and even people we don't see. The numerical value, 250, tells us there are 248 mitzvot. Add love and awe to every mitzvah that you do. These are general mitzvot that are done with each mitzvah, and they are mitzvot on their own. Candle, 250. The candle represents all the mitzvahs. But although every mitzvah is a candle, this mitzvah, this candle, is obvious, revealed. It's like something of the future, when we won't just see a tree But we'll see the word of God bringing the tree into being. The entire home becomes illuminated. The entire home becomes sensitized when that holy candle is lit. What has happened? An ordinary candle was lit, and yet it now becomes a holy candle. In fact, the bracha that we say is, Lahadlikner shel Shabbat or Shabbat Kodesh. Thank you, God, for giving us the mitzvah, for privileging us with your mitzvah, lahadlik to light near the candle of Shabbat Kodesh. This is not just an ordinary candle. This is a holy candle. We've taken a physical candle, and it now becomes a spiritual candle, and we can actually see it. And who has the privilege to light it? The Akeratabayit, the essence of the home, the woman, the foundation of the home. It is a symbol of everything she does. She takes physical things, food, clothing, shelter, etc., and she turns them into holy objects. She doesn't just neutralize them, she transforms them. That is our privilege. May we all be blessed to do our maximum with the time that God gives us in these incredibly, incredibly holy times when we are privileged to be connected and to do things for one another on a global scale. And may we soon merit the ultimate day when it's only goodness, peace, light, and truth the day of Mashiach. Good Shabbos.